You're listening to the Simply Flawsome Show, a podcast designed for you to listen, learn, and leverage. Please welcome your host, Zoe Turner. On today's show, we have the Kiwi kite surfer, Adrian Kerr, originally from New Zealand, and he's lived in the UAE for almost 20 years, currently residing in Ras Al Khaimah. Adrian is the presenter and founder of Kitesurf365, the podcast for kite surfers. His podcast has quickly become the go-to podcast for kite surfers, and as fans of his show says, it keeps the fizz alive when they are not in the water. His first episode dropped in December 2017. He is currently on episode 81. So far, he's had an impressive lineup of guests on the show. In one of his most recent podcasts, he interviewed Jalo Blangerie, three times kite surfing champion. His back catalogue features Kiadi Abbots, four times kite surfing champion, Jesse Richman, Carolina Wikowska three times kite surfing champion, Australian Ewan Jaspin, and Mikhail Sol, the 14-year-old Brazilian professional kite surfer. Kitesurf365 have recently teamed up with the prestigious kite surfing magazine, The Kite Mag. So with his experience, Adrian can tell us a thing or two about what it takes to start your own podcast. He's helped me a lot with my show, and I feel that with his experience and knowledge, he can help any, anyone out there who is interested in starting their own podcast. Really pleased to have him as a guest on the show today. Please welcome Adrian Kerr. Thank you very much. That was, that was, that was one hell of an introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're one hell of a guy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Adrian, take us back to 2017 when you first started your podcast. What was the inspiration behind it for you? I actually had a, a podcast. Actually, the story actually goes back further than that. I actually had another podcast before that with a friend of mine called uh, Ty Pichel, and it was called The Brew. And The Brew was based around uh, two guys go to a bar and, and tell stories, you know, and it was, and it actually had mild success, but it was sort of, uh, it probably wasn't really becoming of the person I really wanted to be because uh, we would we used to just drink a whole lot of beers and then sit around and record these ridiculous podcasts. And we actually started to get people com- from overseas coming on and it got to a stage where it was actually starting to affect our careers because we were both teachers at the time and, uh, you know, students were listening to it and it really wasn't becoming of, of, of who we are within the society. Um, so we stopped that under some administrative pressure, let's say. And, uh, and, and about 18 months, maybe two years went by before I sort of found another thing I really wanted to podcast about. I was already kite surfing at the time. And, uh, but, uh, I used to go on these kite trips and I used to go to these bars and have these, amazing conversations and, and the great thing about kite surfing is that you have people from all different walks of life all different ages uh religions everything and they all come together for this one love of being on the water of kite surfing so i used to meet these amazing people and i just thought hey this is a great idea just why don't i start capturing these stories and originally the whole idea behind the the podcast was to you know just bring attention to kite bring 
the attention to kite surfing, create content for people who are new to kiteboarding, people who wanted to get into kiteboarding. And really, I was just initially just talking to my friends, you know, I was just interviewing my friends and, and, uh, and, and getting out that. But as it sort of started to grow, I sort of just started to get some momentum in and, and reaching out to more people and sort of more people started to come on the show. And it really just started from there, you know, just it really started as an idea to share stories and it's and it's just built and built into into something else, you know. Did you realise at the time when you first started it that it was going to be as big in the kite surfing world as it is today? No, not at all. I mean, really. I mean, you know, I, I at the time I thought it was successful. You know, I mean, it was. I had sort of the first twenty episodes. I thought, oh, this is going really, really well, and uh, it was going well, and I had great very very good kite surfers coming on the show at that stage you know i and i was working hard for it and uh but i just sort of let's say i sort of stumbled through that first year even though at the time i thought it was i thought i was doing amazing i really i thought this is amazing it's incredible and mm -hmm. but then when i uh started to really uh get feedback from people and people were coming back to me i was i was really oh wow i'm actually uh i i, f I felt like a I felt like a bit of a responsibility when I got around about 50 episodes, well, maybe 40 episodes that if I didn't put something out of, let's say to a certain level or, or whatever, and I can talk about the quality of podcasts later on, because that's kind of important too, that uh, I sort of really gathered momentum. I started working harder and harder. And just to give you an example, like, you know, I work a normal day, you know, I get home and, and some, you know, a lot of nights a week, I do four or five hours on the podcast, just preparing or editing or, reaching out to people and emailing it, it's almost become like a second, it's become like a second job. So which, those uh, that don't know, what do you do? What else do you I, do apart from your I'm a, I'm a school teacher. Yeah, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm, I'm a teach, teaching uh, PE. Not, don't do so much PE teaching anymore. I'm a little bit more in the administration, but I am, uh, I'm, I'm a PE teacher, you know? Mm -hmm. Excellent. So what I'd like... What I'd like this podcast to achieve really is to, for anyone who is out there, who's listening, who has thought of their own podcast, but they don't know where to start, it's really just to give them a step-by-step -step guide on what to do and how to get there. So can you kind of just take us down to the very basics? What, can you take us down to the very basics and give us a step-by-step -step guide on, on what you have to do? initially to get your podcast off the, off the ground yeah, look i mean basically first of all you've got to have an idea and you've got to do something and you've got to be passionate about it you know passionate about the idea that you're doing and once you get that passion you you sort of need to think okay how am i how what am i going to do to record these like I, i'm always fighting with this thing quality versus let's say uh, the quality of the podcast versus the content of the podcast and look if you talk to any creator any creator will always tell you that the content and what's been said is the most important thing mm -hmm. okay so i mean arguably you can start a podcast with a, with a cell phone you can just put a cell phone between two people and record and i've actually done <laughs> funny story i've actually done some of my podcasts later on where the internet broke down or the what's the name didn't work and I couldn't get a connection and I lost a bit of thing. And I've actually recorded the podcast using WhatsApp messenger. Mm -hmm. I, I would send him a message and he would WhatsApp message me back and I would just edit that in. And to the listeners, they would never know. 
Mm-hmm. So again, you know, I always, I'm always fighting with that. The content is always more important than the quality of the production. But then, as you get certain, as you become more perfectionist, you do talk about, you know, let's say the quality of the product becomes important too. But the basic idea is you've got to have an idea and something you're passionate about and something that you want to share. That's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love talking about kite surfing. It was just a natural fit. So I thought I'd start. That that was the key idea was to share stories. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it's the concept. Once you've got your concept and you decide what it is that you would like to, to talk about, where do they take it from there? Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, you just need to start recording stuff. And that co- and I guess the first first thing is actually getting basic recording gear. And as mm-hmm. I said, you can actually record on a phone. Um, you can record. You can get great lapel mics now that have like a dual head lapel mic into a single 3.5 cable. And I know lots of guys who just record it on their Samsung or iPhone. They've got great digital recorders. They just clip on the lapel mics and they just record it on their phone. And they just that's that's the first part. The essence is capturing the audio because editing the audio is <laughs> like a step two, right? But I would mm-hmm. say the first thing to do is just start off simple and start off small. And get a couple of lapel mics and just start recording audio first. Record, do four or five or ten tests where you sit down with your friend and just talk back and forth. Because uh, an important part of the podcast is also as the as the host is learning, you know, when to talk and when not to talk. So you you want to sort of practice that, you know, give and take part of of a of a of a, of a good of a good episode. Like I think it's actually really important. I, I, there's a famous MMA podcaster called Ariel Hawani and he said someone gave him some good advice and I took that to heart. And I, the, the advice is simple as don't be the show. You're not the show. You know, all you are is a medium facilitating this information that mm-hmm. whoever the person's giving it to you, to the listeners. So I, I always try to think like open up, make my questions short and long and uh, open-ended so the person can talk and I would sit back and listen. So practice, you know, get an idea, get some, get some equipment and start practicing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've listened to a few of your podcasts and the, the audio is crisp. It's obviously, you know, you are using good equipment. Use what microphones you use. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I actually record all mine via Skype. So I'm using like a Zoom H6 digital recorder. Number mm-hmm. one, I actually use um, I use this Lewitt. It's, I probably can't see it. It's actually a Lewitt microphone, which is very similar to the classic uh, Shaw SM58. It's a vocal microphone. Mm-hmm. And what I do is, I, so I speak. I'm speaking into a microphone that goes into. Uh, uh, the Zoom H6, which is a digital recorder, and then I record the audio directly from the computer's computer's uh, headset to the thing. So, actually, actually, what the what the uh, client or what the customer, what the the guest hears, is not actually being recorded because sometimes you know the room might be echoey or whatever. And I always say to them, look, don't worry about what you're hearing because I'm digitally recording myself on a second loop. Mm. So, so when I'm recording and I'm always via Skype, I actually have uh, a fairly uh, fairly uh, good good quality order. I actually record in a WAV format, and what I can do is I can actually see their levels. So I can actually adjust their levels a little bit in the recording side, but then when I go to the post-production, it gives me two tracks above each other, so I can actually lift and lower, let's say, for example, with you, you Zoe, if you weren't so loud and maybe you were talking off the microphone, I can actually bring your track up and bring mine down. So when it's uh, when it goes into an MP3 format, which is the easiest format to use in post-production, uh, when you export it, the, 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 the levels of the two people are the same. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you'd recommend the Zoom H6? I think any, I think any, any digital recorder, like Zoom is just a very popular one. The H6 probably is more than I need. Uh, I think possibly there's a, a one that's, I think it's the Zoom H4n, which has got two XLR mics. That's fine too. Uh, I have this Zoom H6 because when I had it with the, the brew and sometimes we'd have four people on because this can do four uh, XLRs. So it would, I can interview four people at one time. So I, I've just got this. But uh, any of those ones that you can plug XLRs into, I think are fine. But there's, there's other recorders on the market. But uh, I like the Zoom. I think it's a, a, great, a great piece of kit and that's what I've been using. Um, some people record straight using a USB cable straight into the sound card of the computer. That's, that's possible as well. Uh, again, if you're starting out, I would get a, a, a microphone that has a USB, USB cable and record onto um, GarageBand if you're in, uh, on a Mac user or record into, straight into uh, um, you know, anything, any type of sound program. There's heaps of them available mm -hmm. for free mm -hmm. and, uh, and just record it straight into there and that's where you start. What about the hosting platform? Yeah, I'm that's a, that the people listening to this haven't got any idea on what it mm. takes to set up a podcast. I've been through this personally, and <laughs> anyone who I speak to about now, I kind of just say to them, look, you have to roll your sleeves up and just be willing to get to work and, you know, to have trial and error because it does take time unless you're paying somebody to do it. I, I also use Libsyn. Look, uh, I was a lot like you, Zoe. I basically... <laughs> Uh, you know, at that time when I first started, there wasn't as many around. Uh, Libsyn is just one of the original ones. There is there is many available now. I mean, I use Libsyn because I'm I'm happy with the format. I actually have a great relationship with them. I've had problems before, and I and they've been great to fix it. So I it's just a trusted platform for me. Uh, look, setting up a host isn't easy. There are you look, you can create an RSS uh, an RSS feed and just stitch it straight into your website, but it's a lot easier using hosts and the hosts are simple as five dollars a month, they go up to twenty dollars or whatever you want to spend. And they will they you can load the, your podcast into that. You upload the MP3 file, you upload the bio, you upload an image, uh, and then you publish it and it will send it out it will explode it out to all podcast platforms obviously you need to register with those platforms and receive a code that's the tricky part uh, the actual the actual you know using the platform is easy you know registering with itunes stitcher whatever those are the tricky parts mm -hmm. okay and I, I remember when you were doing it i remember i think you called me about 50 times in one week because you were having problems with uh, itunes and it's it's not easy you know it isn't easy but once it's set up then it's easy yeah Okay. Where can people find you? Which platforms? Uh, oh, I'm on any Apple media, any core Apple media platform. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on all Android platforms. Um, I'm not on Spotify. I don't use the Spotify one for some reason. I just, I just felt like I wasn't getting much purchase out of that. Uh, and obviously uh, my main, my main podcast page, which is Kitesurf. 365.com and actually I stare try I transfer most people to my main landing page because it's a great way to do have you know have advertising and stuff there but I'm happy for people to listen anywhere you know uh, and that's the good thing about a, a hosting page a host as well they will actually each I mean it's live updates of your stats you can actually for example sometimes you can you know upload a thing and I'll always test I'll always download and test my uh, my thing just on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I can see it. I can see Russell Kamer. 
it'll pop up with one download. So it's actually quite it's actually quite cool. And it, that actually the good thing about that is it actually gives you uh, a great understanding of where the people in the world listen to. I mean, mm-hmm. about six percent of my downloads are from America. Mm-hmm. But I, I I mean I'm downloading over 130 countries around the world now. So it's a, it's quite a vast footprint. You know, in crazy places like Bhutan and and uh, Iceland and and uh, and things like that. You can sh- break down America and see where the states. So it's interesting to it's interesting to see. So a host is very important because it does give you um, all that information that can keep you motivated. It can keep you sort of driving forward. It can help you choose guests. If you say, oh, look, I'm getting a lot of downloads from this area, you can look for guests in that area to increase your momentum because keeping momentum is as important as your equipment. Mm-hmm. So far, you have had some incredible guests on your show mm. in terms of the kite surfing world, the who's who of kite surfing you yeah. have had on your show. So I'm, I'm guessing everybody, everybody wants to come on your show now. How did you... How did you um? How did you get these people on? How did you gauge well, their interest? Not everybody. Some people still don't want to come on. You know, uh, some people just it, it's a it's listen. In the beginning, I'm telling you now, Zoe. In the beginning, I had zero street cred. Like I had the first three or four episodes with friends of mine, and uh, it just sort of worked away. Then suddenly, I reached out to a, a Kiwi called Ma. Uh, actually, I had a guy called Toby Breyer on. Who's a he's he's actually going to be coming on my podcast again tomorrow. He's a German guy who runs a big kite forum. So he came on as a third guest and he really accelerated the pace and got it going. But then I had another Kiwi guy called Mark Jacobs came on and that was really the first sort of, of the younger, big, well-known pros, you know, 30,000 sort of people on Instagram type stuff. And, and after that, I just got more people, but then I would spend, I, I, I had like credit on my notes, like a, Hey, my name is Adrian from the Kite Two Three Six Five. You know, it's a really chill format, five by Skype, and I just copy that into people's Instagram. Copy paste, copy paste. And man, I just do that for hours and hours and hours. I'd send it to everybody, even people I didn't want to speak to, and uh, maybe I'd get one or two bites out of that. And but you know what? It starts the ball rolling. And in the beginning, no one would repost my episodes. I would, po- I would, you know, post it out, and no one would repost it. And and uh, but again, it comes down to momentum, you know, and just being persistent and I tell you now what I was saying to you before I spent hours and hours every night on this podcast every night without fail I mean even last night I uh, came home I recorded I, I edited everything and got it up and then after that I just was looking at other stuff and getting ready for today and then tomorrow I've got one and then the next day so it's, it's just never ending I have a board next I have a board here that I when I contact someone I write their name on the board and it's just a never-ending scroll of ticks and crosses <laughs> it's just it's just it's yeah. never it's never ending it's never ending mm-hmm. you just have to keep on top of it but the funny thing was in the early days I would do it by whatsapp message uh, sorry I'd do it by um, Instagram message but then as more uh, uh, people get to know you now I do it mainly by whatsapp <laughs> because I can WhatsApp these people or, or give them a phone call or something like that. So mm-hmm. I've, I've sort of moved from people not knowing who I was and maybe my message going into the requests of their of their inbox to uh, more people following me now and uh, being able to get numbers from marketing people and whatever or getting le- uh, getting leads from other people and just sort of so forth, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... And obviously, I obviously go, I have a lot of people also you know, message me saying, hey, can I come on the podcast? When can you mm-hmm. get me on? I just had a, uh, a guy call me tonight from uh, kite, a place called the Kite Foundation, which is a big cancer, kiting sort of cancer awareness campaign. He called me. He wants to come on. So a lot of le- a lot of leads now. A lot of people reach out to me. A lot of people get 
um, told about it and they call out to me. So it's, it's, it's a lot easier to get people on than it was. Mm-hmm. What about monetizing your podcast? Yeah, that's a, that's another big question that, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked about that. And at the moment I don't need the money. I, I don't need to make money on this podcast. I mean, I do this because I love it. You know, uh, I do it because I believe in creating a community. I believe in, in, in creating content that, uh, you know, bridges the gap between these sort of pro level writers and everybody else. And just to show that they're, they're human. For example, like you mentioned Jalu Langare, you know, she's a very, she's probably one of the faces of women's kiteboarding. And to a lot of women, she's just this mythical person. But when you hear her speak, she's very down to earth. She's relaxed. She's, she's funny. She's super nice, you know, and I, and I want to bridge that and I'm happy to do that. And I think if, how, how I, I, I mean, of course, I have thought about how do I make money out of this, and that's that's definitely something I've thought about. But it's something that I think will just it will be something that will manifest naturally. I mean, I'm um, the way I'm going. Uh, it's just it's just the speed of the podcast in let's say the last four months since I've or let's say the last two months, especially that I've I've joined up with uh, the Kite Mag is just incredible. So I'm sure an opportunity is going to arise and I'll, I'll jump on it. But I, don't, I just don't feel like it's the thing I should push right now. You know, I just, I just believe in that it's an important time to naturally let that happen. Okay, so you're just going with the flow. Well, I'm not going with the flow because I am pushing hard still. But I, I think that, um, I mean, I don't want to do a Patreon page or anything like that because people have asked me to do a Patreon, but why, why, why do Patreon? I, it's, you know, this is not, I'm not living, I'm not making a living from this. I just don't believe that. Um, I, I think that I can enjoy you, putting it. For the listeners out there that don't know what that is, can you explain? Hmm. A Patreon is just, a Patreon page is just where people can actually um, um, give you as little as a dollar a month to help, uh, you know, help support you as a creator. And in return, you have a Patreon page where they might get early access to podcasts, early access to maybe, you know, uh, let's say maybe a tour of the, the of the studio, or you might do a monthly monthly meeting with them online where all your patrons get access to a Zoom Zoom thing where they can all come on and you can all share ideas or have a have a drink together or whatever. But you're giving them extra access for a small amount of money and very popular. I mean, a lot of a lot of content guys have Patreon pages, but I just, I think that I'm happy with where I am. Uh, I don't think that I need, you know, my, my running costs are basically $20 for my hosting and my time, which actually probably works out as a lot of money, but I'm, 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 I'm doing it. For, I'm doing it for the love, you know, I'm doing it for the community. I think that's the most important thing. Okay. I mean, I'm listening to this and I'm hearing what you're saying. However, I do think there comes a point whereby you, know, you spend that much time doing it and that much effort and it kind of seems kind of or it seems crazy that you're not trying to monetize it in any way i do feel it's like you say it is going to manifest itself because you've developed a very good reputation within your within your um niche within the kite surfing community you've had some great guests on you've just started collaborating with the kite surf mag the kite mag and like you say, that within itself is probably going to bring out, bring you a lot of opportunities. Um, I know I've been following, I mean, I'm relatively new to this myself. However, the important thing for me is to put out episodes that give value. 
and that it's coming from a place of authenticity and passion. But it's also important for me as well that this is going to lead somewhere for me. And um, I, I guess the reason for me starting my podcast, as you well know, is that I've got the book coming out. And um, the reason I started it was to cover some of the issues that, that I do in the book. Um, the next thing for me is to um, a landing page or a website and start getting the, um, you know, the contacts of my guests. And then create an email list. So then if there's any courses that I want to sell on the back of that or when it comes to my book sale, that then I can, you know, I can start sending these emails out. So that's, I mean, that's a way that I'm doing it. I mean, as you know, I'm still very much learning and everything. And I'm not as established as you are. I haven't got the, um, what's the word? Um, footprint. Footprint or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, look, it's, I mean, it's definitely, look, Zoe, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's something that uh, I've started to speak more about because it is taking a lot more of my time. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, look, the exposure that I'm getting through, my, through the people I'm working with now is, is invaluable. You know, mm -hmm. that's invaluable. What they give me in exposure is, is invaluable. I mean, now I'm, 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 I'm actually in a position now where I'm actually going to be bringing in a new phase of the kite board uh, of the kite of, of the kite 365 podcast where I'm going to be mm -hmm. doing brand. I'm actually going to be doing uh, brand focused episodes and with brand focused episodes, you know, there's a potential that the brands will fly me anywhere around the world to their dealer meetings and, uh, and I'll, and I'll be actually based there and I'll go and do maybe two or three days wherever their dealer yeah. meetings and, and crack two or three brand focused episodes. And that will just go into the, into what I call the, the, the catalog, which is you're actually driving engine for your success. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the next stage. So I've actually been currently working on a marketing pitch to do that, which it's, it's pretty much done. I'm just working with uh, the Kite Mag guys and those guys just sort of making a target list of the key areas where I want to go. Obviously that has to fit into my timeline as well, because I'm not, go I'm, I don't have the ability to fly any time of the year being a teacher. So that's, uh, I am, I am making, making moves towards that. Um, but Sounds like it. It sounds like your podcast is now going to go to the. Excuse me, it's going to go to the next level because of oh, your it's, operations. It's already gone there. I mean, it's <laughs> literally now. It's already gone to the next level. It's, it's kind of kind of crazy, man. I I'm sort of kicking myself and thinking about it now. I'm like, well, this time last year, I had no. If you'd asked me this time last year, which was the middle of last year, I was I thought the podcast was amazing. I say, like, oh man, this is going so good. But compared to now. I mean, I can do. For I'll give you an example, right? So I won't. I I, didn't, I never speak numbers because it's just something I think is 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 um is important. So for example, like for ex what I would do, let's say in a month last year, uh, I can do like in a day. I can do like in two days now. In a let's say two or three days, I I will do what I did say in a good month last year. I can do in two or three days now. Mm -hmm. You mean in terms of the workload? No, just in terms of downloads, listeners, you know, workload. Uh -huh. no, the workload is, <laughs> the workload's uh, okay. shifted the other way, you know. So okay. what I would do as in like how many people would listen to my, an episode, let, let's say a podcast since say month of June last year, like uh -huh. I'll, I'll do that in two or three days now, you know. Mm -hmm. 
that's fantastic. But that, but that also means that you've got to remember that's also backed up by what I call like the engine, you know. So any podcast you do goes into your back catalogue. I was saying that, that that also is backed up on the fact that, um, you know, I've got like 81 episodes, but I've probably got about 83, uh, 83 actual things up there because there's been some update shows and different stuff. Now, as you put more content out, and this goes back to what I was talking about at the very beginning, that having an idea is the first thing and then being consistent is the next most important. So I think the idea, being consistent, and then the gear. Those are the three things that I think are the most important. And being consistent means that now that I have all these episodes up, so let's say I, like to the, yesterday I had Annabelle van der Wester up on. She's a great, she's with a new team, you know, vice world champion, uh, really charismatic, young Dutch girl, super cool, great talker. She's just exposed me to a whole different, you know, let's say demigration of demographic of people or not demographic, but it's people that surround her from that today. I've got two leads for two more episodes, but boom, maybe there's a whole bunch of people that had never heard of me before. So when they look on coach365.com or iTunes or Stitcher or any Android or whatever, they see, Hey, I've just got Annabelle. There's Yuri Zoon. There's these guys, other Dutch writers, you know, uh, Jalu Langare and boom. So, what you have in your back catalog becomes your driving force for everything else. So sure. if you put up one episode and it gets 300 downloads, wow, that's great. But if you have another episode behind that, those 300 new people think, oh, I'll go check this one out. So now your downloads goes to 600, mm-hmm. okay, because they, they also maybe, maybe goes to 600 because that is the next one. If you've got 10 of those and, mm-hmm. you know, 200 people listen to one and then they haven't listened to any other 10, that, that, that starts pushing you forward more. So mm-hmm. it becomes the wave. The wave starts building behind you. It's sort of – Yeah. I was speaking to another content creator uh, a couple of weeks ago called Raj Katecha, and many years ago – He's, I think he's interviewed Gary Vee about four or five times now. In fact, he was the co-founder of VaynerWorld, and which was responsible for promoting Gary's past books. But this was at a time when really, like, Gary Vee hadn't been elevated into the mainstream like he is now. Now he's absolutely huge. Most people know him. If you haven't heard of Gary Vee, like, you've obviously been hiding under a rock somewhere, yeah? And um, he's like, it's just my business card, you know, when I can show people my back catalogue of what I've done, you know, it's, it's. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, it's funny though, just to, just to capitalise on that a little bit more. I actually think it's actually quite good to, even though that those people do become your calling card as per se, I think it's actually kind of cool to not rely on that you know, and to let your reputation be, you know, you'd always be saying, oh, I, I once, once did this, I once did that, you know. I think it's, it's, it is definitely, uh, once you have your in, and I, and I talked about, you know, getting Toby on it, Toby Brayer on, and when I say he kicked the ball, he got the ball rolling, but it was up to me to make, take that, take that forward to the next person. And, and, and I do, those first 10 guys who come on the podcast, wow, they did help me. They were great. But that has to be the momentum and, and, uh, you know, getting someone like Gary V is, is amazing, but springboarding off that is the way you, you really get success, you know, rather than saying, oh, I, I had Gary V on, I had Gary V on, you know, and uh, I think that is, uh, you know, and a lot of people, they just stop in podcasting because it is hard and it's, look, it, look it, to make money on podcasting is, you know, the one percenter, you're the one percenter if you can make a living off it. How do you do it? I, I mean, that is the real key to success is monetizing a podcast. Now, I read, I read somewhere online, if you are getting something like 
something crazy like only you know 2000 downloads a month or something like that you're in the top 50% of all podcasts in the world mm-hmm. you know, that's actually not a lot when you think about it and it's it's a difference see long form communication which we which podcasting is 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 some commitment you know it is a commitment to listen to and i always say listen to it in the car listen to it in the gym because if it's an instagram feed story it's 15 seconds or an instagram video you got 1 minute long you can watch it 15 times you know mm-hmm. but it's very it's you know you do need to commit to podcasts and like even though podcasts are so so popular now it is especially i find in kite surfing it's such a small niche market that uh you know i really have to work hard to get as many people listening as i can you know so mm-hmm. um you know you, you have to find the momentum that's the key find your springboard but use your momentum to keep pushing forward mm-hmm. yeah fantastic so other than your kite kite surf mark um, what other collaborations have you got going on at the moment um, you know, I've done stuff with uh, I've done some stuff with uh, initially with Audible, but uh, I didn't find that was very successful. You know, mm-hmm. did had a had a co with those guys. Um, actual collaborations, not many, to be honest, right now, because um, I was probably at that stage. I probably didn't really want to do anything, any collaborate to anything. Up till I, I always said to myself, when I've done 50 episodes and I've got a catalog that I can be proud of, then I'm going to start looking for that. But I actually initially went out to look for sponsorship and other stuff. But uh, I found that I ran into problems where people wanted exclusivity. They wanted to control what I was doing. And they wanted to be, oh, we want you to do this or do that. And I actually found that that actually wasn't really what I was after. I, I felt that... Um, I'm actually enjoying being a little bit independent. And one of the big things I said with the man when they came on, I said, "Listen, I love it, but I, I I want complete power of what I and and power of what I do. You know, if I want to interview somebody, you know, I don't want you to say no." And, and they were like, "Yep, 100%." So that's been a real success. And and I said to them, "Look, it's a no-brainer. You know, I'm not making anything out of them. They've got probably a combined hundred thousand social media followers." And, uh, you know, that's great exposure for me, right? So I don't ask for anything in return than them just to promote me and for me to help build their their uh, their uh, subscription-based uh, magazine. Do you envisage your podcast giving you – do you envisage – do you envisage in the future leaving your full-time job as a school teacher? And going into the world world of podcasting full time, with you know everything what? that's been happening to you professionally, with your collaborations, and you know you've noticed a massive, massive surge in terms of you know um, your listeners, your time, and yeah. you know the episodes. More and more people are coming on your show, and you know you're really gaining a lot of traction in the kite surfing community. Is it something that you would like to do full time? You know, the funny thing is, Zoe, it, it, I, only just today, I, I set myself like some, you know, just like loosely start to put in place. And, you know, I'll, let, let me answer that question by a couple of ways. I've never been a goal setter. I've never really set goals. But, you know, after the first year in the podcast, I thought, you know, what, I'm going to try this goal setting stuff. So I set myself some goals, blah, blah, blah. I wrote them down, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want this. By about three months, I had smashed all those goals. Okay, and I don't know where, I'd smashed them all. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I've still got some to achieve, but I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to knock them out of the park. And I was thinking, wow, did I subconsciously achieve that because I actually wrote these down? 
did I subconsciously go after it because I'd actually managed to put pen on paper and I used a pen and I wrote it down and I had them sitting there beside my computer and I thought wow if that's so true so I set a big goal for next year a huge goal I'll tell you that off the air but um and then tonight I was just talking and I said you know what why can't I why not I why can't I do this full time why don't why you share it with us share, share your goal with us no, because that's that, that, I'll share that one with you. I'll share the one with you because it's uh, it's um, it's download downloaded. Well, I'll share that with you off here. But with when it came down to this, I thought, is can I create enough content that someone will pay me a salary to do this full time, or can I get supporters of the show, whether it's sponsorship or whatever, to support me that I can actually uh, do this full time? And you know, I have a place in Thailand. You know, I have a, the ability to live at a place where I possibly can live on a lot less money than I live here. And mm. actually, with the, only in the last probably week, I've actually been thinking, this, I can do this. I can actually, I can actually make this full-time somehow. I, okay, I, I'd need to leave the UAE, which is, which is totally cool because I've been here long enough as it is. Oh. You know, spending, spending this amount of time is probably not healthy for me. But I, I actually have been thinking about it and mentally putting it in place, and I'm starting to – um, use the use the words to manifest it in my head and actually get it out there. And uh, I, I I haven't written that goal down yet because I'm not quite I haven't got it I haven't quite sure in my mind where I want to go. Uh, I've written my numbers goal for next year, but the next year to that goal, I'm going to add a date where I want to start making um, potentially trying to make money off by doing this. But it's all going to really depend on how the rest of this year goes. But if it keeps going like this, I mean, I'm sure, 100%, I think that one day I will pack up shop and leave these fair shores and and uh, and, and just and, and have a go at this. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I mean, I know I'm digressing a little bit from the story here, but, you know, I'm also 44 years old. And, you know, a lot of these people I'm speaking to are 14 to 25. I'm sure there's older guys as well. But. You know, I always thought, oh, maybe I'm too old to be doing this, and you know, someone younger is going to be coming along. But I actually thrived on the competition. When when I saw other people start a podcast, and I supported them, I reached out and said, hey, man, great podcast, and keep it up and do more. And I've had them actually on the podcast, you know. So I actually thrived on that. And I thought, you know, I looked at rugby, I looked at football. There's all types of ages of commentators getting involved in sports and been in sports for 30 years. So I, I definitely have made it a more of a focus in the last sort of, uh, I'm going to say week to two weeks. It's interesting you brought that up actually because I've never mentioned that to anybody. That, mm -hmm. That's actually just manifested recently that I thought, hey, if this keeps going like that, man, I could actually, I could actually do this. That's really exciting. I know you can achieve it and I can definitely envisage that happening in the future. That's for sure, 100%. 100%. And it's interesting because your podcast has been going since December 2017, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I, look, I actually recorded though. I mean, technically, it started in January 2018, but so I said 2017 because I actually recorded two two test ones, which I actually bought. Like, the funny thing is that I, I recorded two test episodes, which uh, that first episode is still one of the largest episodes even today, and that was when I put that first episode up. This 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 couple called the kite couple casey and scotty who are good friends of mine they really promoted it really hard and i was thinking man this 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 stuff is easy so that was a test episode i did and i did another one with a guy called dill willie color which i've just recently had on he's a sri lankan guy who's a sort of godfather of the sri lankan kiteboarding scene 
I've just had him back on actually in a follow-up from the Sri Lankan shootings, which has been great. And he also promoted it. And at the stage, I think I told you this before, I was like, wow, this, this, this is easy. But then I obviously settled back down. But um, really, December, in, around sort of the 17th of December was the, the first one. In the podcasting world, who do you draw your inspiration from? Um, I mean, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. I, I listen to uh, some MMA podcasts called Kill T- uh, and called the MMA Hour and stuff like that. I, I love Kill Tony, which is a, com- a comedy one. I like Radio Lab. You know, there's so many out there, but I actually found that I just couldn't follow up all of them all the time. I mean, Rogan has so many episodes out, and actually, it was from Joe Rogan that I actually developed my style because I don't edit anything, and that was the other thing when we talked about editing. You can edit till the cows come home if you want to. I edit nothing. I, I love that when I make mistakes. I, I leave it raw. I leave it imperfect because that's what life is. You know, normal conversation at the bar. If I say something at the bar and it's out of line, I, you can't take that back. You know, I don't take that out. I leave it in there. So it actually helps me uh, communicate better, be a little mm-hmm. bit more thoughtful, uh, use an economy of words as, one, as, as, a, as a good way to put it. And uh, I know that from those type of podcasts which go live, that there is no editing. And I actually think that's better. I think that's that's more natural. There's no one's trying to win a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. there's no one, oh, can you edit that out? And I tell people at the very start of this episode, every start I would say, I do not edit this podcast. So be careful what you say. And if you do say something, you've got about a 15-minute window to get to me to take it out. Otherwise, I'm going to put it online. And uh, that's, I've had to pull one podcast down because that's another, that's another story. But I... Got that from, I guess that from Joe Rogan because I uh, he, he does that. He doesn't edit. He just puts in the intro, the start of the music, the podcast, the outro, and I and I do the same sort of format. But I mean, I mean, I listen to Rich Roll every now and then, but I'm not really a massive Rich Roll fan. I think it's a little bit too melodic for me. But mm-hmm. I like stuff that's a bit more, bit more sort of varied and differentiated in the way they uh, way they do episodes. You know. Mm-hmm. I had a fantastic question then that I was going to ask you and then I suddenly forgot. Does that happen to you a lot? Because it happens to me all the time. I think, oh, I'm going to ask this next and then I get listening to what the person's saying and then I completely forget what I was going to ask. You know, I always have a pen and paper with me the whole time. I just have this sitting here because often that happens, you know. I actually plan like, you know, for example, like each episode, uh, you know, another thing, good thing we talk about is planning. You know, I actually have, I plan the episode out meticulously. I put the questions in the right order. I know how it's going to flow. And if you listen to my episodes, it does sound natural, but I actually uh, am sort of subconsciously steering the community, steering the conversation where I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's come from just practice. Like uh, I'll often, I'll often see if I see that's going all over the place. I might jump to another question and bring it back up, but I always have a pen with me because sometimes that happens, you know, I might just write quickly scribble down the two or three key points that came out and then I look to it down to it. Like, okay. And then I'll bring it up again, you know, so uh, getting your questions right is, is <laughs> preparing your questions is important. I mean, you, you'd obviously did a lot of research at the start there. You, you had researched and look what I've done, which was impressive, you know, but mm-hmm. um. I do think that uh, being prepared, well, it's a classic, be prepared, right? You know, that's the simple thing. Mm-hmm. The running theme in my podcast has been mental health. What do you, what would you say following your passion and finding your purpose? <coughs> Excuse me. How can that have a positive impact on one's mental health? So, say that again. 
the running theme of my podcast has been mental health. So what would you say, you know, you know, by, you know, you've obviously found, you know, you're following your passion, you're following your purpose by, you know, putting all this content out. Do you feel that this has done something for you personally? Has it had a positive impact on your mental health? I know personally for me it has. The more people I speak to, you know, and especially when I'm going through the editing process, especially if you're interviewing people, I mean, most people I speak to, like yourself, are very inspirational. So as you're editing it subconsciously, I'm finding that that is going into my mind. Podcasting for me in a very short space of time has changed my life. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> you, you know me, Zoe. I'm, a, I'm always happy. You know, I'm always in a good mood, and uh, you know, I've been following your, your path, down, your path of your podcast, and heard a lot of guys talk about mental health. Look, I think, look, you've got to, you've got to find something that makes you happy. I mean, I think that number one, the key to anything, right, is finding something that makes you happy and do it as much as you can. Um, I wouldn't say that. Um, I've had huge changes, but definitely I have definitely enjoyed meeting all the different variety of people and listening to their stories. And I, I used to always ask that classic story, so how did you get into kite surfing? And I try not to answer that anymore because it's kind of a stupid question. Now, it's an easy question to ask, but it's kind of kind of a bit thing. But I, I actually just enjoy getting to know them, getting to know a little bit more about them, you know, getting to hear their point of view, letting them talk uninterrupted. That's another big thing as well. So I've just got the enjoyment of listening to them share and, and having that ability to share their message with lots of people. Now, whether that affects my mental health, I don't know. Um, look, as you know, sitting in front of the computer doing hours and hours and hours and hours of stuff, pretty dreary. And sometimes I put it off and I kick myself. And But it's, I feel in the morning, sometimes I get up at five in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to finish it off now. I get in there and I type everything up and I do my voiceover and boom, I get out. I'm like six o'clock. I'm like, wow, that was awesome, you know. So maybe it is, uh, it has a positive effect on me somewhere. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just not um, recognizing it as much as other people recognize it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I do think some women tend to be a little bit more self-aware, possibly when it comes to these issues, than some guys. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I don't think that. Um, look, it's look. I mean, we're with you know we're getting off the topic a little bit, but look, it's tough to be a woman, right? I mean, it is a tough. You're growing up in incredibly tough times where you have this all these all these amazing pictures of Instagram models and influencers, and I hate that word influencers, blah, 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 put in your face the whole time where, you know, that it's tough. I mean, we don't, guys don't have that really, you know, you go, you know, I remember years ago going to a magazine shop and there's, there's the guys get bigger abs, you know, you know, get abs in 15 days, grow your biceps. And then you look at the woman's one, it's just never ending, <laughs> you know, array of women's magazines. I'm like, wow, these, these girls have got it tough. Hmm. Adrian, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know this has been a little bit um, possibly maybe out of your comfort zone because you're used to asking the questions rather than answering the questions. Oh, it's my, my pleasure. Did you think of that question? You said you had a question for me. You can't remember it, huh? I did think of it, I think. Um, and I forgot what I think I've just asked you it. <laughs> I think I just asked you it. 
It was, what did I, what question did I just ask you? Um, about mental health and... Um, yes. And, uh, did, okay. That was the well, one. Let me ask you a question. What would, if you could do one thing to improve your podcast, what would you, what do you think you need to do to improve your podcast to take it to the next level? So many things that I can do. Do, do I just say one or can I say? You tell me whatever you think you need to do. Yeah. I mean, as you know that, you know, I'm always striving to get better all the time. For me, the audio, I'm at the point now where, you know, I've done, I think I'm on, I have 17 episodes out. Two of those episodes I've been unable to upload because of the core audio. And I found it incredibly embarrassing having to go back to those people and just say, look, the audio has been that poor. Can we record it again? One of them we recorded in a restaurant. And whilst it was quiet, there was still the clinking of plates in the background, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, I was just unable to do it. And then I had another fantastic episode recorded with uh, Dr. Dixon, founder of EmoWave, about emotional intelligence. He spoke very quietly. And uh, we used the lapel mics. Don't know what happened, but the audio was just so, so poor. And... Um, you know, he has said that he will come back on my show again and um, I will be recording another episode with him in the next couple of days. However, these are issues that you do want to avoid, you know, when you're creating your content because it's, you know, you're obviously, it's my time and it's their time as well. So for me, number one is the audio. Some of my episodes I haven't even listened to them. I upload them and I haven't listened to them. I'm actually quite embarrassed to listen. I don't like listening to myself. I don't know whether it's the sound of my voice or the quality of it, but then I'm looking at my downloads and I'm thinking, oh my God, Zoe, people are downloading these episodes. That's when it kind of really hit me because initially I just got it up there. And, um, and as you know, that I put quite a lot of work into each episode that I do. You know, I create kind of, um, I get the golden nuggets, so I'll edit it, I'll get the golden nuggets, and I'll make that into like short one to three minute videos for Instagram and Facebook. I'll send it off and I'll have the subtitles. So these for me are the, the golden bits that have come out of the meeting. And then I'll also do that as well, you know, for I have the video version and sometimes I just have the podcast version as well, the golden nuggets. And then I upload the pod, full podcast to, um, to Libsyn. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. I'm really looking forward to bringing you the next episode, which I will be recording tomorrow and it will be out by next week. And that is none other than Mr. Omar Busaidi. I look forward to bringing you that. You can follow me on Instagram at Simply Flawsome, Facebook, Simply Flawsome, YouTube, Simply Flawsome.